Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Tell me, the late poet Mary Oliver, what it is that you plan to do with your one wild and precious life. The men and women that we honor here today, at some point in time, decided that they wanted to become lawyers. And that seed sprouted, and the roots developed, and they grew. And it's not easy to become a lawyer. For you one, young folks out there, you've got to get a college degree. You've got to take tests. You've got to figure out how to get into law school. You have to figure out how you can graduate from law school. You have to take a beast of a bar exam. And then you have to figure out how to get hired. And if you can't do that, hopefully you can just hang out your own shingle. And you learn marvelous talents and gifts in law school. You learn how to become an advisor. You learn how to advocate. You learn how to negotiate. You learn how to contemplate. And you learn how to evaluate. And those skills are so useful in every aspect that every lawyer that we honor today has performed. Or you may become a neutral third party, an arbitrator, a mediator, or a beloved judge. And when you start out in the field, sometimes you get to argue in front of judges. And sometimes the lawyers that we honor today had the opportunity to argue in front of a judge when they were young. And I would bet that at least one time they were handed a file maybe 15 minutes before a hearing and had a senior partner say to them, here, go argue this case. It's a small business dispute. It's a piece of cake. Okay. And so they would go and they would appear in front of the judge and the judge would be standing in front of them. And as they made their argument, sometimes the argument wouldn't go so well. But they could at least read the judge's expression and the judge's face and, and the uh, judge's body language. And it's daunting for a young lawyer to be up there. I got to tell you, it's also a little unnerving and daunting to be up here standing when there are 20 judges behind me and I can't see their body language or their facial expressions. And being a lawyer requires a lot of thick skin because some people don't view the legal profession as being noble. Some people view lawyers as being the butt of jokes. You can, you can even go back to Shakespeare's character, Dick the Butcher, when he said, in order to usher in a better society, the first thing we do is let's kill all the lawyers. And, and true enough, lawyers have their faults. They're just people. Sometimes their ego gets too big. Sometimes they, uh, they are irrational with respect to their combativeness. Sometimes they're sore losers. And sometimes they play like they do as children when they get to be adults and they litigate it as adults when they say, I'm going to be the king of the hill. But we're very fortunate here in Omaha to have lawyers who are very fine lawyers, respectable gentlemen. 
And one of the reasons that we have that bar association is because we stand on the shoulders of the lawyers that we recognize today because they brought leadership. They brought an idea that you could fight fairly and be civil and treat each other as colleagues and not competitors. And we're so fortunate to those men and women who taught us those things and who we honor today. A number of them that we honor today did not become famous. There are lawyers who are legendary. Thomas Jefferson helped create the Constitution. Abe Lincoln helped end slavery and the Civil War. Thurgood Marshall helped end segregation in schools. And currently, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who I don't think anybody would have realized that her name would become a one-name moniker like LeBron or Tiger or Beyonce. But Ruth Bader Ginsburg did something very special. She helped ensure that women had equal rights and others had equal rights. She was recently asked how many women should be on the Supreme Court. And without batting an eye, she said nine. And when the individual appeared shocked, she said, what is there to be shocked about? There were nine men on the court for many years, and nobody made a big deal out of that. So the people we honor today, they may not have performed grand things on a national scale like the lawyers I mentioned, but they did great things for the greater good each and every day, one-on-one -on -one with their clients. And they had the wonderful privilege of being able to regularly rise to the occasion to help the poor, the friendless, and the needy. The wonderful privilege to rise to the occasion to make sure that there were no second-class citizens under the Constitution. And they had the wonderful opportunity to rise to the occasion in every aspect of law to make sure that everybody's dignity was protected and respected and every righteous cause went forward. As public citizens, they had a duty to uphold the rule of law because if the rule of law is not upheld, then what we have is chaos in a corrupt civilization. I know there's a lot of grief in this room and a lot of grief over the last year with respect to the loved ones that have passed. And I hope you can try to turn that grief and turn it to the accomplishments and the efforts that our beloved family members, friends, and colleagues so often turned their attention to. Their attention was turned to helping those who were needy, to helping those who were in the crisis of their lives. And oftentimes they were entrusted by their clients to have broad shoulders and allow their clients to jump on their back through whatever crisis they were having 
and if needed the lawyer would be able to take them off the back put them in their arms and carry him when they felt weak or were in fear i want to close with the fact that we come here today in solemn memory but we also come here in joyful celebration of the lives that have been led by the people that we remember because they loved you and they loved rendering service to others. They are an example of acting, moving forward in life for others with a wild and precious heart. Thank you.